All right. Well, welcome in once again to For the Love of Fit. As always, I am Danny. I am Jake. And thank you for tuning into this very special episode of For the Love of Fit. It is our first personal trainer's roundtable. Think of Knights of the Roundtable, just more fit and less cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we got... I have artwork. You don't know me. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones lately, so Knights of the Round Table sounds a little bit badass to me right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, uh, before we uh, get into the meat and potatoes of today, um, let's uh, we're going to go around the table and do shout-outs to the businesses we love. Jake, I'll let you kick that off, my friend. Of course. My first shout-out will be to Gorilla Games. That's gorilla-gamesdisease.com. They are a fitness apparel company that you can wear comfortably in and out of the gym. They also make great equipment to help keep you safe while you train. Check them out. Use the discount code JAKE15 to save you 50% on all of their great stuff. Check out their backpacks. They're great. Get a fanny pack. (laughs) The 90s are coming back with a vengeance, man, and I fucking hate it. I hate it. My next shout out of the evening will be to Royalty Nutrition. That's royaltynutrition.com. They are a veteran owned and operated supplement company that I've been with for the past, I don't know, Christ, 10 years. My brother David from uh, Third Battalion South Marine started this company and he autom- doesn't automatically use the cheapest ingredients while making his supplements for you to take to help you along with your fitness goals. Check them out. Use the discount code 37HAKE to save you 50% on that. Shout out to my other podcast for the love. Uh, oh, this is for the love of fit. Shout out to my other <laughs> podcast, the Silver Swole Podcast, where myself and my producers, my co-host DJ Swole, sit down and talk about um, life and sobriety, parenting, <clears throat> fatherhood, and we also have excellent guests that come on the show from time to time to help us think about life in a, in a different way to help us all live a little bit cleaner and better. Also, follow my Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash hatejoward. I post, I've been posting uh, training programs I've written for people over the years. I also do a solo podcast on there. And if you're just looking to support me and my 800 children, there's an option to just give dollars a month. So uh, that's all I got. I think you're a little bit of a, I think you're a little bit of a podcast whore, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been, like, my mom will tell you I was, I came out of the womb talking. And uh, you know, I, I'm obviously, not too ugly, so I, mean, I might as well just get out there and do that. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if you are a trainer in the uh, Oregon, Portland, Hillsboro, Beaverton area, whatever, and looking for a place to train your clients, check them out. Check them out. Check out EMF Training Studio in Beaverton, Oregon. Fantastic uh, little facility uh, exclusive to trainers and their clients, so you're not having to deal with the rush of everyday gyms while trying to train a client. So check them out at EMF Training Studio, or if you're looking for uh, a trainer out here, uh, check out Evan McDaniel Fitness. He's the owner of EMF Training Studio. Fantastic trainer, fantastic dude. I guarantee he'll help you out. Let him know that Danny sent you. Uh, lost my train. Let him know that Danny sent you. <laughs> All right, gents, we'll just go around the table. Uh, Charlie, got any shout-outs, or you even promote your own business if you want to see more than welcome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I uh, quote loosely right now, cause I, I guess I'm in the federal stages of it, but more than likely go follow, uh, me at, uh, my regular page. Uh, I think it's at Charmendo 
uh, 13 on Instagram. Uh, and then I have my personal business, which is hopefully future personal training. Uh, it's a uh, God's iron fitness or at God's iron fitness. That's going to be on Instagram as well. Um, <clears throat> where I currently am working at is, uh, the iron, the iron shop gym. Uh, they're on Instagram as well. If you're in the Greenville area, uh, Texas, you're more than welcome. Come on, stop by there. They're a nice little mom and pop, uh, gym. You know, there ain't no corporate S to it. So it's very nice, low key. Um, that's pretty much all I have for shout out wise. All right, Rob. Uh, I guess the only business I can think of right now is my, uh, my buddy's gym, uh, down in Houston, Texas. It's, uh, called Believe HTX. Uh, they primarily built it for people who are kind of, you know, like serious lifters and everything like that. So it's a really great environment, a warehouse gym. Um, membership is a little higher, but it's kind of, you know, designated like that to kind of keep, you know, people out who are just going to, you know, disrespect your equipment and everything like that. They're actually really good with their, uh, quality and, uh, He's actually uh, a buddy I turn with, and he's real thorough. He'll ask me and other friends of mine, like, what exactly, you know, equipment we'd want and use and everything like that. And everybody, you know, here seems to love it. And I would love to see it thrive. So they're definitely going to add more equipment to it here soon. So, yeah. All right. Well, before we get rolling too hard, I'd like to get to know our guests. So... Same thing. <laughs> it's so I'm still not used to being able to see you. It, it, it's just it's it, it's just all right. So we'll just go around real quick. Just give a quick brief brief intro. Who you are, where you came from, what you did, what you do in the training world these days. So whoever wants to go first. Everyone's so excited. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm Charles Mendoza right now. Uh, I'm currently training, uh, group classes out of the iron shop gym here in Greenville, Texas. Uh, I've been personal training, I would say loosely for since 2019. Shoot. COVID messed me up cause it pushed back a lot of stuff, but I've been training for a while. Um, so I think, where I'd like for my expertise to come in is I want to focus on helping people who are transitioning from not doing anything in their day-to-day lives to getting acclimated back into a working out setting or the gym setting, stuff along those lines. Uh, I think that's where I've found my most joy out of my years of training um, is being able to help people that want to get their life on track and just being able to see them progress over the year, it's it's nice to see that. So that's a little bit about me. <laughs> uh, well, my name is, uh, y'all don't know, Robert Silva. Uh, I've been working out actually since I was about 11 years old. Um, my mom and I actually lied on the uh, application to uh, sign me up for 24 Hour Fitness. You had to be 12 at the time. But I got tired of being in the kids club because it's like everybody was like six years old. So I looked like Shaq inside of the kids club. And so <laughs> and, um, I was out on the gym floor and everything like that. So I've just been playing around with weights ever since then. And now in my 30s, I mean, from training, you know, before for football and then the Marine Corps. And then after, like, I didn't really personal train until my late 20s. So maybe, you know, a couple of years. But um, 
I've been helping people along the way for a long time. I really don't personal train anymore. Like I'll help people out, give them tips here and there. Uh, if somebody's really serious about it, I'll, you know, write a program for them because typically it's just a starter kit. You know, a lot of people don't know how to get started or anything like that. And I'll just shoot them some tips here or there, but I'm so focused on trying to compete and everything like that. Like it's just my passion is so high. Like if you don't have that same amount, like it, it kind of aggravates me a little bit. And I, I know that I'm the same level mentally and I shouldn't be that way, but I know that I am. So like I said, I'll just slide some tips here and there. But other than that, like I really don't, I don't train. I usually recommend them to like friends of mine. You know, I know we're going to do, you know, good one, one but I mean, you know, Dick, you know, when it comes to competing, it's like, you got to eating and cooking and everything. It's, it's, it's another job. So it's just like, I just, I don't have time when I'm done. Like I finished cooking today. Like I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I'm in the same boat as I'm in the same boat as you, man. Like I trained for a couple of years, trained trained clients for a couple of years, and then uh, this last job that I just quit uh, just kind of drained the life out of me, and I just didn't have it in me to do it all anymore. So now do odds and ends for friends, do this podcast and things like that. But other than that, I don't know if I'm going to get back into it. It's fun, but I'm going to keep my license renewed. But I don't know if I'm going to get back into it. It's hard because I mean, you you realize that a lot of people. They don't take it seriously. Like I think the previous job I had, uh, they wanted us to do like nutrition plans for people, and um, you know, thorough thorough workouts and everything like that. And if your client wasn't seeing progress by X amount of time, it's like, but you know, this guy isn't he's not following the plan to the T. And it's just like I'm here at 4 a.m. You know, I'm trying to push you, and either you're late or you're, you know you're dragging you know dragging ass. And I'm just like, at a certain point, it's just like I don't I don't want to hold people's hands to constantly, you know, make progress. And that's why, like, like I said, like right now, like if people hit me up and I know they're serious about it, I'm out. but other than that, like you said, it's just, it's, it's just mentally draining. You talk to people all day long. And sometimes you, and when it comes to just a basic training job versus like competitors or something, you almost have to just come up with conversation because that's all you do is just talk. And then some people make it really awkward and like try to get real personal. It's just like, it's, it's just a business level, you know, like just yeah. like don't text me after hours because some people would text late. And I'm just like, bro, I'm not responding. to. <laughs> uh, it was said back at FitOps, back in our class. Uh, oh, by the way, everyone here has gone through FitOps. We need to get that out. <laughs> yeah, let, let me see. Rob and I were in the same class. Jake was a squad leader when we were in that. And when did you go through, Charlie? Uh, I think I was class nine or ten. It's been a while. So about a year after us or so. Now, it was said in our class, and I found it to be so true. Personal training is 10% fitness knowledge and 90% uh, people skills. Ooh, yes. As sad as it is to admit, I hate admitting it, but it's so true. Yeah, that's why I was falling out of control while y'all were suffering. People fucking love me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember shit. one client in particular, she just... She just, she loved me. She would come in and like not work out, but just talk with me. And I'm just like, all right, like, like, let's do this. I literally unrack weight for her and every piece of equipment she used. Like she just came to like, just hang out. And I was just like, you know, this is draining. Like I just, I was ready to go home. <laughs> it it kind of makes you feel like shitty, like morally. It's like, I'm taking, I'm taking money from you for this. Like, you know, you're not going to show any improvement because you're not doing shit. Yeah, I found that an issue with, like, uh, certain gyms you, you work at, you know, you, you have, like, a ball, of course, they, you know, they're trying to, to fill a quota and everything like that, and I just, I never felt right kind of 
robbing people of their money and like, look, you're, you're investing a lot of money into this and you're mm-hmm. not, getting, you're not getting anything out of it. You know, it's not something you can pay for today and put it in your pocket and walk home with it. Like you really come show up and, you know, when people don't like I me, mean, like I said earlier, like, it's just, I'm very passionate about it and, you know, it, it means something to me. So it's like, and I've told people all the time, it doesn't, it doesn't help the truth you are, you know, undergoing those uncomfortable, you know, sessions, you know, you really get to find out what you got, you know, and a lot of people just, they just go there because they want to get, you know, toned or just want to build a little bit. They don't want to do the work. Mm-hmm. And, Gives you a headache, like you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like that's part of the reason why I got out of working in like uh, I never Boxers. worked in box gym, never, because you know when they were going through that when I was uh, talking with Golds about it, like yeah, you got to do this, this, and that, and I was like, where's the where's the personal in that? Where's the actual personal training in that? It, it sounds to me that you're just trying to get me to get them to spend more money on some bullshit. Like that ain't me. Come see, come see me at the hog. <laughs> so I can yell at you. So I can yell at you for an hour, and then you know, send you home. That's Charlie. He came. He came to see you a couple times out there. But <laughs> yeah, those good sessions. <laughs> I actually, I recently talked to. Let me see. Within the last month, I talked to um, two of my uh, old clients from when I was training, which it's only been a year. You know, just catching up. How are you? How you been? And they both told me that they both went with trainers at a box gym because they just couldn't find nothing else. And both of them told me, like, oh, man, we missed it. I, I'd come back to you, but, uh, you know, I'm stuck in a contract. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not I'm not actively training, but, but you're in a contract? Like, how's that work? So they told me, oh, yeah, I still got this many sessions left, or I stuck in a contract for six-plus months or something. Mm-hmm. And I sent the long text, like, don't you ever – Sign a contract with a personal trainer ever. Like I know people have different opinions on this, but personally, I think that's the biggest mistake a person can make, especially in a big box gym, because it's like then, especially in a big box gym, because all your leads are provided to you. Then you don't really have a whole lot of incentive to try. It's like if I got this guy for eight sessions, you know, we half ass one or two, not a big deal. He'll probably re up, not a big deal, but a personal trainer who's independent, they're hungry for it. That's their rent money that, comes from your progress. That's just my take on it. Yeah. Like I think, I think, so let's say Rob ever hits me up and he's like, Jake, I need you to be my coach. And let's just say, I know Rob's a sloughing son of a bitch. And I know he's going to, he's going to end up blowing me off down the road. If I say, pay me up front, bitch. Cause I know you're going to fuck me. <laughs> there's a, there's a, you know what I mean? Like I, like I completely get where you're coming from there. That's like, right. Um, so, like, say you're a specialty coach. That's why. That's why if you go and you look for, if you look for, like, a lot of bodybuilding coaches, like the big ones, they tell you to pay them up front. Because if you're, if you're just gonna, if either you do what you're told, half-ass what you're told, or screw you, you paid me anyway. Eat dog shit. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they, like they, they know that they have the ass behind them to prove that their work works. And if you blow it off, that's all on you. They still mm-hmm. get paid. Like, is that so? For a, like a regular one-on-one person, I, I completely agree with you a hundred percent. But when it comes to like a specialty field, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to bite that bullet. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. I think it, uh, like if, like you said, if it's even if it's one-on-one 
or even the specialty. Like if it's going like, let's say I'm going with Jake, it's going in your pocket. Whereas like if it's a box gym, like you said, maybe you get 5%. So, I mean, you're, you kind of have an incentive for that person to resign because you get a little change at the end. You know, you're not getting the whole lump sum. Whereas if you got the whole lump sum, you're more likely to develop like that close relationship and not only want to see them progress, but if they resign, they resign. If they don't tell their friends, then they bring their friends to you. But at the end of the day, it's kind of a win-win. Whereas like, even if you lose them in a, like a gym like that, you're going to get another client. If they use a car selling tactic, they sucker somebody else in and they promise them this and that. And then you as the trainer have to try and fulfill these promises that somebody else told them, but you know, it's not going to happen realistically. Like people would be like, I want to lose 40 pounds in four months. Like, okay, yeah, sure. Who told you that? Like they did. I'm like, oh, well, now I'm the asshole. Cause like, you're not going to do that. Yeah. You know, but I'm trying to be honest with you. Whenever I hear stuff like that, I always ask, all right, which, which limb are you willing to part with? Let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> now I had a specialty case, uh, in the beginning of 2022, a little bit odd. So I put my stuff on Groupon, you know, like, uh, Oh gosh, uh, discounted three sessions discounted or five sessions discounted, you know, and it's, it's a super good deal. You know, it's meant to get an introductory, a few introductory sessions and, um, evaluate them, assess them, and then eventually lead to longer term stuff. But she was, uh, I'll never forget it. She was an awesome client. She was really upfront right off the bat. She's like, Hey, I'm living on a budget. I can afford what was on your Groupon deal. I can afford those sessions, but nothing more. I'm like, okay, well, what do you hope to accomplish in, in this many sessions? And she's like, honestly, I got volleyball tournaments coming up and I just need exercises to help me progress in that. And I'm like, okay. You know, so first session I assessed her, make sure she was all good to go. And she was, she saw what she could do. Then the next two sessions, it was pure instruction, largely. You know, I still, still train her, still give her a good workout, but taught her the kind of drills and exercises that she could do to really like, get going in her volleyball game. And that was a, that was a challenge for me because I've never trained a volleyball team before. So it was, it was, it was, it was a cool experience for me. Like, uh, <laughs> Charlie, what are you finding? Um, so we're living in a post shutdown, post COVID world. What are you finding is most difficult to get up, up and running these days? Man, um, for myself, I would say, shoot, <clears throat> my biggest thing is like, you know, I, I was very fortunate. Uh, I don't think COVID really affected me as it affected a lot of other people, uh, per se, uh, cause throughout COVID, I, I never stopped working. So I was able to keep working, uh, during COVID <clears throat> I was working uh, a personal trainer at one of the box gyms, uh, in Mississippi and I was working part-time at Chick-fil-A. So when the gym shut down for about a month, you know, I just rolled over to Chick-fil-A full time. And uh, so really, I don't think anything for me post COVID or anything like that um, slowed me down. Uh, I think uh, if anything, it has, I feel like it's created this type of atmosphere here, which I feel like has helped me grow uh, as a personal trainer and just uh, as an individual, you know, the podcast community, uh, circling back to what we we're talking about, I think being able to put the information out of like what kind of red flags you should be looking out for if you're going to a big box gym. I mean, if that's all you got in your area, that's all you got. Um, but at least if you're 
Googling or searching for information of like where to start, you know, if they come along podcasts, which I feel like is a big push in life right now. Uh, and they stumble across, you know, our, the podcast here is you're giving them the information of like, okay, what do I need to look out for? Uh, what type of person, a personal trainer or trainer should I stay away from, or at least hold them accountable if I see them doing these uh, negative things like that. Cause you know, I've seen it too, where, like you said, you're at a big box gym. I got you in a contract and I see guys on their phone while they're, you know, training someone and, you know, what kind of attention the detail you give to them and just seeing them really set their clients up to hurt themselves. Cause they're not watching out for forum and stuff like that. I think during COVID and post COVID, I think with the birth of so many podcasts and I think like good positive information out there, I think, that has been one thing that's helped me look at a few of the, you know, mistakes I was making and be able to adjust that. Now, you know, that gives me the ability to give better quality training to someone versus where before I was, you know, being that bad trainer per se, you know? So I'd like to use that as a segue, you know, so in a post COVID word, you know, post COVID word, Post-COVID world, COVID was shitty for personal trainers. Not only were people losing their jobs and everything and needing to save money, people want to save money. The first thing they're going to drop is their trainer. Mm -hmm. um, but also, everyone's stuck at home. The first thing we had to do was trainers, which, uh, uh, Rob, I don't know where you were training-wise at that point. I had just opened my business at the beginning of COVID. We first thing we had to do was adapt to an online world. Yeah. So I just kind of want to go around there. Where's everyone at, like, with that. Personally, I hate training online. Dave, you and I have had this talk a couple of times. I hate it. I don't like doing it. And the reason I don't like doing it is because I need that in-person feel. I need to be able to motivate them in person. I tried the online client thing. I've never gotten ghosted by a client until that time. I thought everything was going fine. And then just radio silence. Mm -hmm. um, and I like being able to physically be there to evaluate their form and things like that. Jake, you told me you uh, saw that your guy had like a broken back or some shit. <laughs> yes, I did. I diagnosed the motherfucker scoliosis for him. And he's like, whoa, what? <laughs> no, I, I hate online training. Honestly, that's one of the reasons I don't see myself getting back into training game for more than a hobby. Honestly, I won't do it personally. I need the in-person feel. I, I, I get you. And I, that, I understand that. But my thing is I have a gym at my house. Mm -hmm. And if you want to come see me at my house, cool. But I'm not coming to your fucking gym. You're high. Like, like, and it, it, it's not. It's not even that I don't even miss like a gym environment sometimes. But man, like, there. I love coming into my office and closing the door, and I say, "Here's your progress pictures or your and your posing videos or whatever." And I sit there and I will meticulously go over them, picture by picture and video by video, and I'll like six, seven times, just to like confirm my bias or not. You know what I mean? Like really, and then comparing them by your weeks. Cause I keep, I keep everything logged and like, I find that I'm able to concentrate better in that sense when it comes to like writing a program and writing a diet, because part of being an in-person personal trainer for me, was you had to come and want to see the Jake show. <laughs> I, 
You know, you know what I mean? Because um, if you talk to anybody I worked with, every time I walked through the door, I gave them a big Ric Flair woo. As I was yep. going through the door. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is about to pick up Jake's here. You know what I mean? And if you're, you know, if you're working with me in person, you have to feed off me. So even if I'm having a dog shit day, I have to be like, everything's great and grand. We're going to pick up some heavy shit with being a bitch. Ah! You know, like, no, but like, with me online, I can sit here I can, I, and I can actually, I can sit and I can, I'm not saying I was bad. There's obviously things I could have worked on in person. But here as an online coach, though, I can, I can, I don't, we don't have that personal one-on-one -on -one time. That's okay. Because I can give you, I can give you a program that <clears throat> I can really focus on you and make sure that I'm not just, you know, today's workout for everybody that rolls to the door is back day. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do we got going on? What do you got going on this week? How can I how can I engineer your week to better suit you? Yeah. All right. Charlie, as a current trainer, how you feel about the how you feel about the online feel? How are you adapting to it? What's your take on it? Uh I mean, like you said, with COVID and everything like that, pushed everything online. I think, you know, just training in general yeah you have to be able to adapt to it it's not my cup of tea going back to like kind of what you and robert said uh you know <clears throat> if someone's going to be slacking off they're definitely going to slack off without someone being there you know i think that's you know why i look at it personal you know we're a personal trainer because we're in your space during that time for either you know an hour or whatever however long you train for and i think that's to me, a big part of it is because for a lot of people, they need that accountability. They need that person, you know, to be there, be that authority figure and let them know like, hey, this is what you need to be doing and call them out on their, you know, if they're slacking, if they're not doing what they're supposed to, you know, that's where, you know, as a trainer, you got to give them a little bit of that tough love and be like, hey, you know, you're coming to here, you're spending your money, you know, I'm already getting paid. So, you know, if you just want to keep wasting your money, you're just going to be wasting your money in a sense. Um, but right now I, I have two uh, online uh, clients that I'm working with, um, but they're people that, again, what Robert says, I don't have to hold their hands. I know that I give them what they need to be doing for that week and they're going to do it. Um, but I know that's not always going to be the case. And that just goes back to like, picking and choosing, like, is this person someone that I can tell is going to be able to handle online or not? Oh, so let me, let me clarify my stance there. <laughs> On online None of the people I work with online are brand new. These are, all, these are all people I know have a history of training and a history of lifting. And it's not that if you're a brand new person that comes in that, and I'm like, I'll tell you to go see somebody else. I have no problem with that. No, it, you have to have a track record of actual work. That's, and that's part of the reason why I don't advertise too, because um, I would rather you hear from somebody or have me reach out to you because um, I don't want to say, <clears throat> I don't want to say I'm above working with new people, but it's just something I don't want to do right now. I, I, you know, I've got, I've got six kids, dog. I don't even know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All 
And then that's, that's the benefits of, you know, where you're at in your lifespan, you know, you, you have that choice because you've already put in that work. You know, I definitely would love to be able to get there where I don't have to be too picky, but. No, hey, it'll come. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said with everything, man, when it comes to starting a business, period, you just got to eat the shit until you can afford this. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, me personally, I, I even suck at updating my own coach. And like, I, I, when he, I have to update him obviously every week or depending on prep, like, you know, more consistent. And like, I sometimes copy and paste and I'll just change my weight. <laughs> you know, like how, like, oh, you know, actually let me, let me go ahead and put like, I got less sleep this week. Like, so I'm trying to get better at it for me. And personally, like, I just, I don't think that my training style, like if I'm training you, it just doesn't come through, through online. I, I'm very, very in-person. Like, that's where I know my strength is. I know that when I'm with someone, I know they will push hard, right? Because uh, I actually had this discussion with a friend of mine, and I was like, you know, when I overheard this kid talk to his girlfriend, they were recording their workouts, you know, the fancy thing now. And he's like, oh, I did this to fucking. <laughs> it, it was a little BS workout for me. Like, it was supposed to be an off day, but I was bored. So I was like, let me go ahead and just get a little pump. And so I was just chilling, and I overheard him. And I, you know, being in the Marine Corps, you kind of, you know, you can see everything. Whether you want to or not, you notice everything. And so, you know, I noticed he did a little bit of, you know, his chest workout and everything. I was like, at what point did you reach failure? You said failure. So if I send someone a, a workout, Right. And I'm telling you, look, I want you to do this, this, and this, and this to failure. A lot of people will go like, oh, man, I'm tired. I'm done. That's not failure. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's an overused word. I hate it. Everybody says, oh, I trained to failure. I trained. No, you don't. Same thing as like, oh, why eat? No, you don't. Right. You think you do. Right. And I mean, it's just everybody can use like, you know, that in-person training, but a lot of people don't want it. Right. They, they either know what they're doing and they just want something fast and quick. And they think if you send them a piece of paper online, they're like, oh, this is the secret. This is the cheat code right here. You know, and they can half ass it. Right. And I personally don't like that because I like to keep people accountable because let's say you're paying me X amount of dollars and you're paying me up front. That's cool. I appreciate that. But I'm also going to give you my best. Right. There's a reason you're paying me that. And if you do it to me, like if you pay me online, I'm going to be 100 percent honest. I don't have that personal relationship with you. So I'm just going to be like, okay, well do this. Right. Cause I don't know what you can do. I don't know what you can't do. That's, mm-hmm. that's exactly why I don't do it. Right. And I know that it's not really a good thing, but that's why I tell people, look, like I don't, I don't do online stuff. Like you want me to write you a basic workout to like get started and ask me a few questions here and there. Cool. I have people who like, sometimes they'll, they'll be like, Hey, am I doing this right in the gym? And I'll go over and I'll show them that, but I'll be like, look, that's it. Right. I'll give them a couple tips here or there. And then that's it because it's just, you have to, you have to really like give a lot of time and energy into people when you're, when you're training, like Jake said, I mean, it's, you know, you have multiple kids. So, I mean, it is tiring to like sit there for 10, 12, however many hours a day, actually like so focused and critiquing someone's, you know, exercise or squat their curls. Every little thing people do is wrong, right? And especially when they're, they're first starting out in the gym and it can get exhausting because like you, Build someone up, and then you start with a newbie, right? Yep. And Ten newbies, and you're just like, man, this is exhausting. And you have five people complaining, and you're just like, 
just shut up. Like you, you came <laughs> for a reason, right? Let's let's get back. We, we know just moving forward. I mean, I mean, I could agree with Danny. Like, I just, I, I don't like the the online thing. I would, it would be in person only. And as soon as COVID hit, like, I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing it anymore. Especially this time of the year when it's. Let me see. We're in early February right now. New Year's resolutioners are probably starting to die out. Like I had a few of those when I was in the big box gym. I started in January, so I got the New Year's resolutioners right as they were coming in the door. And like I had a few that like they even though they were starting to notice those improvements, they just they didn't have it in them. And uh, you know, tried to reel them back in, but that's really happening. The uh, let's say monthly upfront. I think that's where that benefits because it's like, I mean, we understand yeah. like the first four weeks, you're not going to see drastic weight change, muscle gain, whatever, but you're going to see a little bit of strength, a little bit of endurance, right? You kind of reel them in a little bit. You may get eight people and you may get like six who actually stay in it. So at mm-hmm. least if they pay you up front. It's like paying rent. You're not going to pay rent in your apartment and just stay there one night and be like, you know what? I'm going to go crash at a motel, right? Yeah. It's the same thing when people pay that training up front. It's like, look, I know it's a little more, but it's gonna it's gonna keep you like okay I invested into it so let mm-hmm. me and let me unless you got money to throw like that because chicken's <laughs> over two dollars a pound right now I don't know anybody who's got money to just throw around you know sure, like, right. that's where I think like you know like that paying up front you know a little bit lump sum kind of helps you keep those clients who just like just jump on the bandwagon think it's fun not mm-hmm. if you really are like giving it your all to those people they're gonna see progress and then if you're like you know, genuine with them about it, they're going to be like, okay, you're being real. Like, I want to stick around and, and see what happens. They bring their friends, you know, and, and then you get more business. But it's kind of like Jake said, is you kind of, you just got to bite the blunt of it until you fucking, you know, you can get further into it. And you're like, all right, I'm I'm doing a little better now. Well, you lose a lot of people to that first, uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Jake, that first plateau, mm-hmm. which generally on average, I would say probably happens at about the second or third month mark. And like, unless as a trainer, you're good about like priming them and mentally preparing them for that and tell, like preparing them how to get through that. You're, you're going to lose them. That's when most news resolutions die. Well, I, I, I love telling people about the bat. They'll come out, you know, I want to lose 40 pounds or I want to get on stage this year. Now, you know, and I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not because I don't believe in you and I don't believe it's not possible but it's like it's going to take a lot longer than what you think and they're like well what do you mean I'm like well it took you this long to get to where you're at it's going to take you that plus longer to get out of that you know what I mean like um, see I'm I'm 230 right now and I know for a fact if I get if I get to 200, I will be probably about six weeks out from a show. I, but it, it took me, it took me about, it took a real a large amount of inconsistency and bad dieting to get here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, it's going to take some consistency and a lot of hard work to get back. And I know that because I've lived it, and I'm, I've done it, I've trained it, I've seen it. And I think one of the hardest parts that we have as really fitness professionals is, yes, I want to help you. I want to, I want to, I want to take your dream. I want to help you make it a reality. 
But I also have to tell you straight up, what you want to do immediately is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. And I have to, <laughs> I have, I have to explain it to you in a way it's not going to make you want to quit altogether, you know? <laughs> Well, at the same time, most people don't do that. I think we probably do that, and a lot of people at FitOps did that because we're military, mil, former military, and we're just like kind of hardened in that way that you can shoot straight, with, like not giving really two shits if you hurt someone's feelings, but just giving them that expectation as opposed to the trainers these days, fresh out of high school with that personal training certificate they got online. If um, that, which, if, if, they, that. if that, and they're just ner- they're they're nursing influencers. all of That's these what they dreams. Need. What was that? I said they just need to be influencers. That's all. That's all you need nowadays. Oh, for fuck's sake! Don't <laughs> even get me started. On that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that the thing that pisses me off most about that is influencers probably make more than all four of us training in a year combined. That's what pisses me the fuck off. Wait, right, right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So before, oh god, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Fucking a. No man, um, you're you're not wrong. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and he was talking about how a new trainer had rolled into the gym, and he's charging way more than him. And my boy has like an exercise science bachelor's degree on top of he's been a he's been a coach and personal trainer for the past like 12 years and he was a you know all-american shot put athlete you know and he's just a big giant dude and you know years and years of experience married to an olympian just you know like lifting weights is his life and he knows how to show you how to do it right and he goes what the fuck what am i supposed to do with this and i said and it's, it's the same thing that comes with all these influencers you just have to stay in your lane because by the end of the year, maybe two years, they're already out. They're already washed out. They're already fucking burnt out. They hate it. They realize that this is a career for them. They are, they have like a sexual harassment <laughs> scam that's, you know, throwing them off somewhere. Like, not like, I, I think influences are hilarious. Like, they're annoying. They're annoying as shit. But my thing is, man, I've I've just stayed in my goddamn lane all these years. They come and go. Old Jake's still here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think what they're really great at is just is is presentation, right? Yeah, they're like they're like magicians. They create this illusion, and people just sucker right into it. Whereas, like you say, like your your buddy, like if he just if he would just market himself. Then uh, through social media, which I mean, for people who you know really didn't, when I came up in the gym, like social media wasn't a thing. So oh, honestly, yeah. like even still to still to this day, taking pictures in a gym, like I feel like a douchebag, right? <laughs> so, do it for my sport. Yeah. I'm like I don't want to, but I have to, right? I have a buddy of mine, uh, uh, Ray Short. He's a he's a pro. He never never takes pictures in the gym ever. I, he shows me his progress pictures, but. I mean, he's big old dude, right? He's the only pro bodybuilder in the gym, but we'll never see him like posing and like these little kids are like 110 pounds, right? But he put <laughs> himself like he's trying to develop more traction, but it's just 
it's it's almost uncomfortable. Like you have to have this blind level of confidence or arrogance to just just blatantly put yourself out there, and then like you know just like I said, create this illusion where your arms are like two inches bigger than they actually are, and then you see them in person, and they're like a twig. I have yeah. he actually showed me. He's like a, he's a photographer, and he's like, oh man, all they do is tilt their photos. And I was like, what the hell is that? Me like. So an old man, he's like, yeah, just just tilt your photo and look. And he showed me his buddy's picture, tilted it. I was like, bro, your biceps grew two inches. He's like, yeah, kids do this all the time. I was like, well, no shit. I was like, that's why they look massive. And I see him in person. I was like, where the hell did he go? Yep. <laughs> well, that was uh, so. Do y'all remember uh, Connor Murphy? Yeah, he's a YouTuber there. So he he used to train at the gym I was at in Georgetown. You know, it was, you know, you look at all his pictures and videos, and like he looks. Like a giant Adonis of a physique, right? Like like a pretty aesthetic guy, and then you stand next you stand next to him in person, and I'm like, it's <laughs> 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 like that's ah, great, you know. <laughs> you want to offer him food? Huh? You want to offer him some food? <laughs> bump that up, man. Please. Why, don't you, why don't you run down there by the what was it, 6th Street and take your shirt off? You're looking great, kid. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started out, I tried that recording my workout shit, and I tried it a couple of times, and man, oh man, I hated every day of it. Like, not, I would always fuck up the angle, the lighting would be shit. Uh, I Something would look bad. I'd get self conscious because I didn't think I looked good enough in it. And um, I did that for probably about a week. And that was probably the worst week of workouts I ever had. So I was telling my, like my girlfriend at the time, like if I keep recording this shit, then I'm just, I'm not getting a good workout. I'm more focused on how the video looks, you know? So I just, I stopped after that. I think most of the stuff I ever recorded was not a true working set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just a demo set. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I mean, it'd be more of like, the set after the warm up set kind of thing, like just the, just like a little bit of struggle. Yeah. You know? But because it's okay, I got this now. I have to get to work. You yeah. know, like um, the only thing, the only real things I ever probably posted that were um, true me hot dogging or anything was my deadlift. Because how are you gonna how are you gonna fake it? How are you gonna fake a five hundred pound deadlift? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 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 Sean picked that up. All right, we nailed it. Got it. All right, gotta go. <laughs> All right. So before this session, I pulled a statistic. I want to see what you guys think about it. In 2021, can't read Monte right. Sorry. In 2021, personal training grew by 2.1 percent, and it's projected to keep going. Yeah, I don't doubt that. I see with the economy the way it is, honestly, I don't think it's going to last. Because, I mean, with with what we charge, even with what the average trainer charges, like the people start struggling, the first thing to go is their trainer. Rightfully so, we're we're fucking expensive. Yeah, well, I mean, I've never been expensive. That's that's always been my 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 point. I've always said I'm not trying to retire off you. I have no desire to retire off you. I want like this. I want to keep this as a, a labor of love. 
Your house sounds like mine, Charlie. I know. <laughs> I had to stop and think for a second. <laughs> but you know, it's it's um and the the reason the reason why I'm like that is because I don't want to be a uh I don't want to be that statistic. It's part of the reason why I've lasted for so long. Yeah. Is I because people come and they go and I've always said and I always said anybody that left for another trainer, they always come back. I have never had someone not come back. <laughs> and, it, and it's not and it's not because um, I'm the greatest coach in the world. It's because I got to know your body. I got to know how you work. And, you know, for a fact, I'm not trying to fucking buy a car off you, you know. <laughs> and so when it comes, so everything's a bubble. It's just like the housing bubble, dude. You know, you know, of course, of course, personal training has gone up 2% or whatever it is, because people see it as, as an easy way to make money fast. And everyone wants to be on the internet being flashy as shit. Like, that's... Oh, no, oh, no sorry. Not, so, pers- I'm sorry, personal training clients have grown much. So, like, people have been going to personal trainers oh, 2% more. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um... That's and that's probably gone up because people were stuck in their houses all day. They, they, For you know, twenty twenty, yeah. they're all they're all up sixty pounds. They're like, I can't live like this. You know, how, how can I go take a walk on my own? I need to pay somebody. You know, <laughs> and of course that's going to crash. Of course it is. It's it's the economy, man. You get supply and demand, supply and demand, and it's just you have to have as you a coach or trainer, you have to have a business model that can just roll with that. It's like it's like being it's like working in the oil industry. When it's fucking kicking, it's kicking, and then, then you take a few months off of work for a while. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true, true. What, what's everybody else think on that? Yeah. You could be like, Jake, that's a great point. Fuck you. See you later. <laughs> I agree with you. Also, I think it's like uh, when let's say when COVID hit. I've always been extremely active in high school, in the Marine Corps, and even after. Once COVID hit, I got lazy. It was like finally I had a, a legit excuse to rest because finding finding gyms it was like the prohibition. Like you would you'd have to park down the street and walk to a gym because people would call cops to get the gym closed down because they had it open. Right, COVID just spread. And I was like, this is ridiculous. But I mean, it was literally like I would drive an hour to find a gym that was open because the whole city was shut down. And the cops find you in the streets like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Right. So I just got lazy. I got really great at Call of Duty. I was like, all right, I'm not going to work out. (laughs) My girlfriend, she had a a weight room in her apartments, but I'm like, I'm not I'm not going to get in my zone doing that. So a lot of people, I feel like that weren't active prior to COVID. When COVID hit, they got bored, right? And they're like, well, everybody's running. Everybody's at the park. Now everybody, like, started working out. And then once gyms opened back up, people were like, oh, now let's go to the gym. And influencers and then good trainers, almost like like flies on shit. They're just like all these clients, right, coming in, and they're just they're just picking them, right? And so, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that it, it's grown. I mean, I don't, I don't see it continuing to grow if – inflation keeps going like this because personal I mean it is a luxury. You have to develop that personal rapport with your, your clients or you're gonna your your business model is just gonna fail. Mm-hmm. If it's just about money. It really is. 
Yeah. You, you can't make, you can't, you can't, you can't build a business strictly on making money. Like, yes, you have to make money in the business to be successful, but like that has to be, almost be goal number two or three on what you're trying to do and establish. Unless you're a bank, which I am not. <laughs> <laughs> Making any kind of personal training business unique in any way these days is almost impossible. Finding an original training or fitness idea that's only been done by a handful of people, it's just it's just not there anymore. I, think I mean the pellet the Peloton thing was fantastic and they did a great they did a great job. But I've been tracking them and like now that COVID's done they're not doing so hot, honestly. I I imagine they'll stay in business, but they're they're not doing so great these days. Yeah, they definitely peak. <laughs> Wait, sorry, one at a time. I said their bikes are expensive, aren't they? Well, yeah, Brent had one. Was that five hundred, five six hundred bucks, something like that? Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely been seeing a lot of those uh, for sale on like marketplace and everything like that. I was like, oh, Pel- Pelicans, it's done. Yeah. There's also that other one that also has like a giant, it's like a wall mount that has cables and it's like a giant mirror. Yeah. Uh, but also has, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That I'm not going to lie. That thing did look kind of cool. I wouldn't buy it, but it did look kind of cool. Very innovative for sure. Well, people, yeah. people like in-person things, right? It's like if you call to fix something with your bank, your car, insurance, whatever it is, you're always frustrated and you just want to talk to somebody. You don't want to talk to the machine, right? Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with like, let's say the online thing. That's why I feel like you can make fast money online and stuff like that. But the in-person is always going to be dominant because people at the end of the day, they love that relationship they build. That's, that's where I feel like where Jake has thrived, honestly, is he, they know who he is, why he, he picks and chooses his people you know, that keep coming back to them. They come back to them for a reason, you know, and it's just, that's why I feel like in-person training is always going to be, it's always going to be king. Also with fresh fitness people, like even if you do provide them with a, a solid plan, uh, gym, tim- gym intimidation is definitely a thing. Like even if you have a plan prescribed to you by a trainer, if you're going to a gym without that trainer, you know, <laughs> people avoid that or they half-ass it or they get embarrassed or scared and don't know what they're doing, hurt themselves. It's a, it's a whole thing. I actually had a client that you brought that up. I had a client I used to, uh, had, when I worked at 24 hour fitness, when I first came out of fit ops, her name was Rachel. She was really, really shy, right? She was just trying to lose weight. She had a, she had really bad migraines. So they put like, some, uh, some little monitor thing in her chest or whatever. And she had like a remote, for it, but she could finally like do things outside of you know being home because she was migraines all the time. The first time I took, she was another trainer's client. She transferred to me, but I took her by the cables. The first time she was just like panicking. She looked like she wanted to cry. Right? It was like peak hours in the gym, and I was like, look, just zone everybody out in the nicest way possible. Nobody gives a shit about you. They're worried if you're looking at them. They want you to look at them. They're not looking at you. Right. Listen to my voice. Let's do this. And then let's move on. And before you knew it, she became more confident. Every time I'd see her, she'd be smiling. She'd be laughing. She'd be joking. I would send her workouts that she could do on the road whenever she would travel. But, you know, like, kind of like you said, like that gym intimidation, I don't get it. I go to a gym. I'm like, I get annoyed. 
but it's not like, you know, I'm going to be punked, you know, but a lot of people, you know, they are intimidated and, um, I mean, they could walk in and you could prescribe them a program like, Hey, I need you to do abs. And the whole damn floor is, you know, with people foam rolling and shit. And they're just like, all right, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, did you do your core work this week? They're like, no. I'm like, well, why not? Well, it was, no, there's not an excuse, you know? Yep. Yes, sir. Indeed. Yep. <laughs> I think we should dive more into the uh, broccoli boy influencers. Like, the what? Uh, the broccoli, broccoli boy influencers. You know, Some the hair cut makes their, makes their head look like a oh. head of broccoli. <laughs> the dangly cross earrings and weighing weighing 120 pounds soaking wet taking on the top thinking they're fucking the biggest dudes in the gym ah <laughs> uh, yeah so that, that is something that's something that I've seen that, um, it's not a new phenomenon you always have the young kids that come in and think their dicks are huge always that's always been a thing mm-hmm. I think no. the big I think the big problem is now they come in with their tripods and, and cameras and then getting people who are there for some serious business is way and you can't just kick them in the head you know like <laughs> it's, it's frowned upon heavily I love how like young that generation is getting so when COVID hit I went you know gyms were closed so I went to my apartment gym one time and you know I'm, said, it's, what's up so you said one time that was it one one time, yeah, I didn't like it. Oh, this is this is why. So you know, I'm working out, I'm getting them, minding my own business, and no one else is in there. And then this kid comes in, maybe ten years old, maybe. And you know, I know the rules. I don't talk to a kid that's not mine. So he comes in. I have my headphones in. I see him say something to me, so I take out my headphones. I'm like, sorry, what? He's like, what's up, bro? I'm like, oh, great. Okay, what's up? Put my headphones back in. He grabs a couple of dumbbells, goes on the bench. Uh, he's about to start benching, but doesn't. And then I just finish up a set. He comes over. He kind of snacks me out of the eye. He's like, hey. And I'm like, oh, f- hey, what's up, man? Hey, can you spot me, bro? I'm like, oh, fuck me. So All right. Yeah. You know, so he's going. He's got these. He's 10 years old. Got, like, noodles for arms. Going, like, fives. He's going up. I'm like, All right. Yep. Making sure not to get too close. You know, not my kid. Uh, making sure he doesn't, like, drop nothing or nothing. He's done. All right, cool. Hey, good job, man. He's like, yeah, thanks. Hey, how much you bench, bro? I'm like, oh, fuck me, sideways. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, like uh, 70 or 80 dumbbells, you know, just kind of depends on you. Like, ah, oh, cool. What do you do? I'm like, well, I'm a trainer on the side. He's like, oh, would you train me, bro? I'm like, I don't train kids. It went on like this for a good 20 minutes until I get two extra more exercises out of the way. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm getting out of here. You take care. He's like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm like, no, you won't. <laughs> going back to this gym. I'm not going back to this gym. It's some bullshit. Go back to the kids' club. That was my apartment gym complex. So, have I ever told you the story about the the young cat that got on steroids? Even though I told him, "Don't you touch that shit." Maybe. He was twenty. Uh, I was working with a young man who, uh, he was uh, a welder already at 20. He got all his, was doing his stuff out there in Texas. And uh, we've been working together for 
I don't know, about three months. And he goes, man, Jake, I think, I really think I need to get on some steroids. And I said, hey, man, you come see me twice a week and your diet stops. It's funny. Why, why do you need to, why do you think you need to get on, on, I think it'll help me get bigger, stronger, faster. And I said, yeah, definitely. But you're going to ruin your endocrine system. You haven't even hit your peak testosterone naturally yet. On top of, you've never seen what your body can do by itself naturally. Why in the hell would I say, let's do this? And first off, I'm not a pharmacist. Don't ever ask me that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, okay, yeah, man. Okay. And he comes back a couple weeks later and he's just, he's, oh, oh. And I go, uh-huh. And he goes, man, do your, your nipples ever just get super sensitive when you're, you're lifting? And so I immediately, I just, I grabbed this motherfucker by his nipple. His puffed up fucking, <laughs> I think I showed up nipples. I go, what are you taking, you dumb motherfucker? <laughs> I, got this, I got this kid by his nipples. I'm just screaming at him. And, uh, there was a, a big guy uh, that used to train in our gym. He's Big Dave, and he's dead. He's dead now. But he walks by, and he goes, what the fuck you doing to him? And I was like, this stupid kickoff is jumping off fucking steroids. I thought blatantly and repeatedly told him there's the dumbest shit he could ever do. And this guy was like a, just a giant gorilla of this is what steroids can do for you if you do it right kind of thing. And he looks at this kid. He goes, you're a dumb motherfucker, man. And just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, so I had to run and scramble and go through some back alley sources that I may or may not have had at the time. Get this kid on some shit to block his, you know, to bring his estrogen levels back down and all kinds of shit. And then he was, he comes back in and he had like gynecomastia real bad. And then he didn't, and then uh, he didn't, he didn't take his PCT the correct way either. So he crashed his testosterone. His endocrine system is off. So you're, you're looking at, he's, what was that? That was like six years ago. So you got a 26 year old man out there now that has to be on HRT the rest of his life. And, and he was telling me, and he was asking too, he's like, what do I do to get these nipples to shrink, man? I was like, you gotta get surgery on that shit now, homie. Yeah. Idiot. Like, <laughs> What had happened was he went to the welding shop where he was working, and one of the guys that was working there was just a power lifter. And power lifters really don't care about, unless they're real deep into it, they don't really care about regulating too much. So he told this kid to take probably a 250, 260 pound power lifters cycle of shit and got it for him and just ruined it. So now he's a 26-year-old man with boobs. I'm getting both. Like, that's a that's a, another thing that I have. I I have I have come out in the open and said, yes, I've definitely used PEDs in the past for sure. They were dope, but you know my dick still works and I do not have boobs because I'm not retarded. All right. <laughs> so, um, like, there's such a pandemic of young men and it's getting more and more like young women too that just they do not understand the consequences of their of their actions and they do not um they they do not understand the permanent damage they could 
That drives me nuts because, like, like, like what uh, Big Dave was saying, steroids are something you got to earn. It's, it, it's something you got to earn. Yeah. If you push yourself to that your straight, your real, true, natural peak before you jump on anything, one, you're gonna ha- you're gonna take a lot less than what you think you're gonna take because it's gonna work way better. You don't you don't need to you don't need to take a grandiose amount of shit to get into God mode if you're really in shape already. Someone else on the uh, PED spectrum, uh, speak on that for me, please. <laughs> well, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, that's the thing with you look at society, and we are flooded, you know, with Instagram, Facebook, or whatever you're looking at. Uh, TikTok's the new thing, I think. Um, you know, we we're force fed all this stuff, like looking at people who are, you know, God like, you know figures and their bodies are, you know, on point and, you know, society's like, okay, I got this quick, you know, this quick little pill needle that you can take and you, you know, you don't have to worry so much about how you eat. And, you know, in a couple of months, you're going to be looking great. But again, like you said, Jake, no one's there telling them about the ramifications of the rest of your life. If you don't do this properly and you don't do it in moderation. And so I definitely agree with you there. It's just like, I think society as a whole is very poor at explaining to younger people, you know, hey, if you want to have a healthy, solid physique or whatever, just like Robert, look how long he's been working out. And that's a prime example right there. He's been working out for X amount of years and his foundation of fitness and health was set to help him, you know, reach whatever goals that he's wanting to reach. And he looks good. He's, you know, all that good stuff. You know, that's what it takes. Not like, okay, you know, go down to, you know, your local gym and find the (laughs) biggest dude with some mystery looking bag and get the next hot thing. You know, I think that's where a lot of big issues are coming from. Well, the bodybuilding, the bodybuilding world is the scariest area as far as that goes because you got the I mean we've talked about it a million times we've had guests talk about it a million times those shit coaches who want their people to do well on stage could give two shits about what actually happens to them right as long as it you know look what I did to this my athlete on stage all right go fuck yourself see you later <laughs> like, my thing is uh, Ruth was conceived and I was on testosterone Trimbalone, Masteron, and Arimidex. That baby is going to be huge. No, she, no, like this was damn near four, in July. It'll be four years ago. You know what I mean? No, I mean like when she gets when she gets older, she's going to be huge. She's going to be yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you know, you know, my my balls have shrunk, but I was taking this a minuscule amount of shit, and I was huge. I was huge. Because I've been I've been lifting weights for the past fucking forever before I was like give me the shot in the butt baby you know what I mean like <laughs> it's, I I really wish more people could get into that kind of mindset of like earning your stripes I wish um, like the NPC would make natural shows more of a big deal um, especially um, especially for younger people. I'm not saying bring in drug testing because people are going to do whatever they want anyway, but like, like make like the, like the natural show 
NBC national shows, like something that you would really strive to knock out of the park and win an overall in before you like the next level of where you're going. Like, I, I would love to see something like that. Well, no one ever, but kind of cycling back to the influencers, like a lot of the times, not all the time, obviously, but a lot of the time, it's not a journey about how they got there. It's like, hey, look what I look like and buy this plan because I totally use this plan. And right. for every, for every, I, I'm just guesstimating here, I would say for every one bullshit influencer who is also a, tra- a trainer just by title, um, there's probably only, for every five of those, I would say there's maybe one uh, person, one solid trainer slash nutritionist who's actually posting like, this is how you eat to actually do this because 85% nutrition, 15% what you do in the gym, you know, and it's sad to see. I mean, but like we've said before, we're so results driven that, I mean, sad to say no one really cares anymore. Well, I mean, um, hard work is not a, it's, it's just not cherished as it once was. The, the uh, imagery of it, right? I don't know these kids' names, but it annoys me. I see them at the gym all the time. And they're taking longer to set up their camera and all this shit, right, than they do in their actual set. And it's like their camera, their angles, I've seen the gym repost them. It looks awesome. It looks like a fucking movie. I was just like, man, you, you look like, you know, you look, you look more like an actor, right? They make Sylvester Stallone look like he can take on Vietnam by himself, but he really can't. Right. <laughs> and all this hard work you're filming, hard work is just pretend. But people don't they don't want to actually do it. They just want to just look like they're doing it. And the best way to look like you're doing it and achieve results is to just pop some trend, take some tests. I mean, I, I met this kid at a gym and he was telling me he was taking it was like a kid in college. He was taking Masteron, trend. In like uh, tests, and he was taking big amounts, and I, who told you take that? And he's like, oh my, my roommate. And I was like, what does your roommate do? He's like, well, nothing. I was like, I mean, no disrespect, but you look like shit. You're spending yeah. so much money, and you're jeopardizing your health, right? And and that goes back to what I said before. Like people aren't passionate about it, right? There's more into fitness than just how you look, because if you can develop that physique, you know, naturally. I'm not saying you can't do it or or you shouldn't do steroids at a certain point if you want to, yeah, it's your life. But at least try and, and build a foundation before you before you jump that fence, right? But a lot of people don't want to wait. They don't want to do that. And a lot of people, I think, started late. Whereas, like, I know I started young, right? And a lot of guys, like, let's say in the oil field, like, they make just a lot of money. So, they're like, everybody's doing it. Everybody's mm-hmm. traders and all them. They're, they're all, like, most of them are fat. They don't do anything but sit down and eat. Like, I had a couple friends that are in shape. But it's just everybody's so fixated on getting their likes up. And the quickest way to get their likes up is to be stronger, to look stronger, and just, you know, take mass amounts of dosages. And, like, you, just, you see it all the time. And then, like, the same thing is, like, you see them in the person, they still look like shit, right? I was just like, I would rather my photos look like shit. When you see me in person, you're like, dang, you look really good, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least when I walk away from my phone, that pump, that picture you saw, it's still there. Right, whereas these kids walk away and it's just like it's a completely different person. You're just catfishing everyone. Yep. Yep. I tell you, um, 
son of a bitch. Um, As you were. Things that need to get edited up. Here's the spot where my lost my train of thought. I'm look. I'm looking at my. Oh, you got you got bullet points set up. Damn right I do. I always got bullet points set up. <laughs> Problem is, I just can't read my own handwriting half the time. <laughs> Maybe you should try a bigger piece of paper with lines on it. You know what? Hold on. There's one. All right, wait. Hold on. Hold on. This will. <laughs> We were talking about, you know, like them not wanting to, to undergo the work. I've actually told people this story. I, I obviously can't go back in time and record, but I remember working as a, an apprentice for this company called Wayne Electric. I just graduated high school before I joined the Marine Corps because my mom wanted me to try doing, you know, electrical work in college and shit. So I was doing that. But I always loved bodybuilding. So I wanted to get big. And my, the way my friend stated it, he's like, you want to be so big, you can't wipe your own ass. I was like, yeah, pretty much. And so I would eat and eat and eat. Like, I was still very much introverted, so I wouldn't talk to none of the guys. I was the youngest one on the crew, but I worked with this little Filipino who, like, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't care if I would eat my meals, and so I, I'd, you know, knock him back. But I would train six, seven days a week because I, mean, I was 18 years old. I was going to tech school once a week, college, you know, and then working 60 hours. And I, was, I had the energy. But I'd be so tired at times of eating food. Like, I remember being on my lunch break, sitting on a bucket, and I was eating tuna, you know, trying to budget. And I just remember falling asleep with tuna in my mouth. And I would tell people, <laughs> I would have to decide between eating and sleeping. Like, mm-hmm. I've been force-feeding for so many years, you know, to, to build muscle rather than, like, let me just take a gram of EQ or trip, yeah. like, for six weeks and just, fuck, you know, just blow up. But people don't want to do that, right? People all the time. That a buddy of mine, his his client, actually the other day, I was leaving the gym. He's like, "Man, I, I was kind of thinking about, you know, uh, you know, maybe taking some tests. Do you think it would work?" I was like, "Well, how's your diet?" He's like, "Well, I really can't eat all my meals." I was like, "No, if you can't eat all your meals, like either you wake up earlier and eat your meals, or you stay up later and eat your meals." We're like, "Oh, why work? So what?" I was in the Marine Corps. I I, I put a fucking meal in my cargo pocket in Afghanistan. And I would I would chop food when I could, like there's no way you have no excuse to not eat, you know it's just you don't want to. If anything, you just want the quickest route, the quickest route to fucking having erectile dysfunction. And now you look good, but you can't do nothing with the females. Like, what's the point? It makes no sense. Yep. And it goes back to what I said. I'm always like I'm always preaching. Um, I tell people all the time, it's like go see a hormone specialist. Like go, like go. If you are really desperate and believe that you need to get on some testosterone, you need to go see a doctor. You like because, like, hell yeah, I could buy all the gear in the world from local fucking Jim Bob's bathtub pharmacy. But one, I don't know what the hell I'm getting. Two, I don't know what the hell I'm getting. Why? Why? Why would I? <laughs> why would I put that in me? You know what I mean? Like, because I, I know they, they crack down on it a lot, but it used to be you could order, you could get it just delivered straight to your house. You could get the raw powder of whatever you wanted from China. And you could get like, just a shitload of it for not a lot to ship to your house. And you could just mix up your own crap at your house. But, like, I'm not a chemist. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, there's, there, there has been 
I wouldn't say necessarily a lot of. I don't think no one has died directly from taking a bunch of steroids. I would say they've died because of added on to, you know, whatever genetic predisposition they've had or whatever that steroids helped unlock. That's another thing that people need to understand too, is if you, I have a, a big bunch of heart disease that runs through my family. And I know for a fact, if I jumped on a big, like a big boy stack, like a lot of these cats are doing to get over, you know, get 300 pounds plus in the off season, I'd die. Like, I know I'd die. Like sure, my left ventricle could like grow and like keep up, <laughs> but I know that shit would clog up real quick and it'd be over. Like, <laughs> like, like you have to understand, like people just do not understand the risks they are taking when they are taking a drug or a hormone and what it will, the funk. Like if you do not understand that, you shouldn't be taking. It's the same thing with uh, with a lot of the SARMs and shit too. Um, is I, I don't even know. Are they still gray? Can you still buy those over the counter? I have no idea. Because yeah, it used to be you'd just go and you know not like GNC, but like uh, an offshoot brick and mortar store. You can go buy whatever SARM you wanted. Like I've taken some. But do I know anything in the long-term effects on that? No. Did I quit because I was young and stupid and realized I was? Yes. Like, <laughs> like I, w- I, I just really wish that, that there was a better way of getting people to understand the just devastating things you can do to yourself in the long run and the shortening of, the, of your life that you can do if you are not doing things in the correct manner. Yeah. So that being said, I want to use that as a segue and kind of do another like round the table discussion. So that being said, if there's a change that you could be responsible that that you wish you, you saw in the fitness industry, what would it be? Now, I kind of want to say, like for my answer, I kind of want to say what you were just saying, Jake, like just some more wider spread knowledge. But at the same time, even if there's more widespread knowledge that'll last a generation, just like how our generation right now is currently kind of shitty with fitness knowledge uh, because it's just kind of telephone effect over time. Personally, I wish, I think that better change, I wish that um, trainers needed uh, like advanced, I, I don't want to say advanced degrees, but like more thorough education like not an online certification not not anymore i personally i wish it was like either bachelor's degree plus course or like six month in-depth course or something like that to make sure that the information they're getting is a coming from one singular source so there aren't all these other tangents that are spreading all these things that may or may not be true and based on recent data which turned out to be horseshit I wish that was all regulated. Then there'd be less sh- less trainers in general, but also less shitty trainers, and more of the same um, correct uh, information getting out there and knowledge getting out there. So then influencers wouldn't really be worth all that much anymore because, I mean, only trainers would be really credible. Finn. Oh yeah. 
So I am always hesitant when people put on calls for more regulation on things because that dookie is on the natural free market. And uh, so, but like I like, and I'll and I'll present this again. People come and go. Jake Howard is forever, and I have proven that. <laughs> okay, I get I get where you're coming from. It would be great if it was more of a um, effort in having making sure that your education was great and right on and spot on. The thing is, the person whose education is not right and spot on and gone, they're gonna they probably like they'll be out of the industry sooner than later. And the people that actually give a shit that have the have the longevity here, they have the longevity here in this place. Like I'm not saying that, you know, dog shit trainers don't slip through the cracks. Look at the military. We're all Marines here. We all served with people that were higher up than us that couldn't do our jobs if their lives depended on it. Because <laughs> turds are gonna turn and sometimes they slip through. But if you are truly gonna be good at your craft, shit flushes. So, okay, so that being said, what change would you like to see in the fitness industry? If you could make one change that would go universally through the, <clears throat> through, excuse me, through the fitness industry, what would it be? Are we talking specifically to bodybuilding or in general? Either. Specifically in bodybuilding, I think the, um, the focus needs to be more on the um, dedication to the whole process. It's not just, it's not just eating and training. It's eating and training. <laughs> Cardio, posing, like posing needs to make a comeback in a big way, big time. Um, I think classic physique is great and wonderful, but I think bodybuilders really need to learn how to pose again. Um, uh, like I think it's, it's amazing that these with the big cats have done the the cats that are in like the the open class and the IFBB. I think it's amazing. If you could, if those big fuckers could learn how to move, holy shit, it would be some of the most magical shit you've ever seen. If, if bodybuilding itself could focus on the entirety of the process rather than just being big and shredded or rather than just being the most shredded or whatever, if, you, if bodybuilders could focus on the entirety of the process, I think I think the sport would be way bigger than one is. Charlie? Yeah, I would uh, – I was just talking to my wife about it because we're, you know uh, – <clears throat> I'm sure y'all seen uh, the Kenny Ko guy. Uh, you know he goes up to predominantly bodybuilders and does the whole natu- natty or natural uh, thingy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> and that. you know uh, as well as what happened what a couple months ago with the Liver King guy, and you know that whole thing. I I would call for I would hope for to be able to have a more transparent and humble uh, fitness industry, essentially, and just have people be, you know, honest. Hey, this is what I've been taking. This is how I train. And, you know, this is who I am. And I think, in my opinion, that will help take some of the mass down of, like, you know, this is what your body can look like if you take, you know, this protein powder and pre-workout and, you know, you go to the gym seven times a week or whatever. Uh, I would, in my mind, I think if 
as a whole, everybody's just honest and not lying about stuff to try to, you know, get their likes up and all that stuff. Uh, I think it would give people a better sense of reality. Like, Oh shoot, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, get my meals in for, you know, let's say three, four years before I actually start getting like super huge. Like, you know, these people I see up on stage, you know, the reality of it, whereas like, you got to put in that work. You have to love the road that you got to travel on. And then when you get to, you know, whatever stage or whatever you're doing, you know, you enjoy that moment, but it's the road that you have to love, not that little day's worth of whatever you're doing uh, competition wise or competing. Um, I think that's what it it really comes down to is like, it's not going to be one year and you're going to be great you know, you're going to reach all your goals. It's going to be, it's going to take time. It's going to take, Hey, we got to take this year to get you to a good starting point. And then that year afterwards is when you start actually building towards whatever goals or so. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's what I'd like to see overall. And, you know, in the fitness industry is just that, you know, being humble and honest and be transparent with who you are because like Jake says, I, I'm Jake. I'm going to be here forever. People come and go because he's honest. He's humble about who he is, how he trains, what he does. And again, that's that's what's going to stick, not like pushing whatever market or, you know, supplements or whatever we see nowadays. And that, that's what I would call for. Rob? I feel personally attacked because – Fucking, you know how stiff I feel trying to pose like two six. I was just like, I need, I need to stretch more. I can't even do a side tricep. I'm two seventy. <laughs> I have to stretch all the time. It's, I was like, reach my back. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> my buddy Ray says he has to like, like turtle shell out of it. I'm like. <laughs> but uh, no, I agree with Jake as far as the bodybuilding aspect. I, I do think posing definitely needs to uh, – that needs to change for sure. Um, as much as people like classic, um, and I feel like classic is geared towards guys who, one, they, they want to still be aesthetically pleasing to women mainly. And also on the other half, I think there's a lot of guys who just don't want to work as hard to be an open because I mean, I could drop down to 196 and be classic. Like it's tiny as shit for me. Like I haven't been under 200 in years. Like it, I have to start to do that. Yeah. It, but it's just, to me, it's, it's being in the Marine in me. Like it's not a challenge. It's not hard enough. So I, I, I want to do more, right. As dumb as it sounds, like I want to get big and, and suffer. Like as much as I may bitch moan and complain walking around my knees and, shit like that. Like, it's just, I enjoy that challenge. I feel like a lot of guys really don't. That's why I think it's so it's such a niche group that does open bodybuilding. Cause it's, it's not the gear, it's the, the food, it's the training. Like it's, it's a completely different spectrum. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. But I, I do love like watching the, the old school bodybuilders pose and everything like, so I feel like if they would transition like that into this new age of bodybuilders, like, um, what is it? One of my favorites right now, uh, Samson Dowda. I love his physique. You know, he just comes in a little more conditioning. He's like almost 300 pounds. He just, he looks great. He got sixth at the Olympia, I think. 
And it's just like their posing will be a little bit more like that. Like a lot of the top guys, a lot of people would lean more towards bodybuilding. But as far as uh, the, the gym aspect, I the change I would make that is very unrealistic is no phones in the gym. When I was a kid and I was trying to grow, I would put my phone. I would text my mom. I was 16. I'd be like, hey, I'm at the gym. And I would put my phone in the locker, right? And I had the iPod because, you know, back then we had iPods with the cords. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that was it. It's like uh, I've told people this, like it, that that kind of mentality reminds me of being deployed. You didn't have your phone. So it, it was almost a sense of freedom. Like you just you didn't you weren't worried about texts or social media. And you see it all the time. People will like constantly be on their phone or it's a perfect time to take a picture because they got a little glue bump or whatever it is. If some guy just wants to flex in the mirror. If you don't have your cameras or your phones and that's just like legitimately put away, a lot of people would trim the fat in their and realize that little screenshot they take of their Apple Watch that says they were working out for an hour and a half, they really only did shit for 30 minutes, right? Because they're just they're just sitting down on their ass and not doing anything. So I just, and I feel like that would weed out a lot of people who go to the gym just to socialize. Because if you don't have your phones, you can't, you actually have people who are in the gym working out, then those people who just don't want to work, they're just going to leave. They're going to go to a bar or something like that. The gym has become such a social scene, which, I mean, I don't mind socializing, but I mean, if you don't know me, I look like an asshole. I got my hat down, like, with all due respect, please fuck off. When I'm done, hey, what's up? What's going on, you know? But, like, training, while because, I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, my mindset is, like, I'm trying to improve. In order for me to improve, I mean, my coach told me, you've trained for X amount of years. Your threshold is here, and you need to break past it. So you need to, you need to welcome pain, because there's no other way you're going to grow. And a lot of these people don't realize that. Like, I can't go and just, man, this is fun. All right, let me leave. No, I can't do that. My first rep can't look like my last rep. Like, I got to fucking die every time. And I enjoy it. But it also comes with, like, I'm not texting this girl across the gym, like, hey, you need me spot? Let me just go talk. Like, you see dudes, walk like, with the broccoli haircuts, walking around with their invisible lats, right? Like, I feel like a douchebag when I have a lat pump. I'm trying to put my arms down, you know? And they have nothing. And they're, like, this this wide. And they go across the gym, they talk to this girl, that girl, and I'm just like, I just, I can't stand shit like that. Shit, one day, uh, like two weeks ago, right, um, and my buddies call me the asshole, because it's like, I'm patient, right? And we were uh, finishing with some uh, some step-through curls, and there were three cables, right? Three sets of cables. The guys on my left, one was doing pull-ups, he jumped down, two guys were on their phone, and they were just talking. And then two guys, they were doing flies, so I was like, okay, they're working, People behind them were also doing flies. I was like, all right. And we were sitting there for a minute, two minutes, three minutes. I was like, all right, fuck this. I walked over. I was like, hey, how many sets you got left? They're like, oh, what? I walked away. I was like, you're already, you're already bullshitting me. Like, you're getting on my nerves. Because it's like, one, we've been here. We've worked out for two hours. I'm hungry. I want to go home. Right? I don't want to, you know, flirt with the girls. One, I'm already in my 30s. And they're all like 20 or 18, you know. So then I go talk to these other It's just like. People are so fixated on their phones and, and looking good for social. If you would just remove that, you would trim so much of the fat and bullshit in the gym and people don't realize. It. Like if you literally take people's phones away, like whenever it comes to like, let's say dates or like even right now, we're able to engage with each other because we're not too busy. Like, well, what'd you say? You know, and shit like that. So I feel like, I mean, it's unrealistic, but that's, that's definitely what I would do. 
I like that, uh, actually. Yeah, I like that yeah. idea, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Look at all right. the big old reality guy over here. I, <laughs> every day. I put it on social media to my friends. I'm just like, oh, my God, they laugh. I think it's hilarious. I actually, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Like, back in the, like, two years ago, I used to put mine on Do Not Disturb just because there was so much stuff going on in life. I'd always get text messages that would just trip me up. And so I put it on Do Not Disturb, and it was quiet and peaceful. And I don't know why I got away from that, but somehow I did. So I think I might start doing that again. Oh. Way to go. All right, all. So, closing thoughts for the night. Do we have any? I haven't thought of mine yet. You haven't thought of your mind? I haven't thought of my mind. All I know is I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a... I did. A really good break from our, our normal content where we sit down talk about a one subject ad nauseum. I think this is pretty great. We got to sat, sit down with a couple of also well-educated gentlemen okay. and just shoot the shit. <laughs> I mean, you're all pogues, but I love you. And it was... <laughs> I'll let you have that, old man. I'll let you have that. Yeah. <laughs> No, honestly, no, I dig this too. Thank you guys so much for uh, for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, no, I, I I definitely like this too as opposed to us having one topic, me explaining the topic in a scientific way, Jake telling me I'm wrong and then explaining it his way, and then a couple of inappropriate jokes, and that's our show. Uh, <laughs> That's kind, of, that's kind of for the love of fit in a nutshell. So no, this is a this is a nice, uh, nice, nice twist from it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for you know, yeah, for letting us let us be a part of this. Uh, I think you guys should definitely keep rolling with this and get more people in the industry, and you know, get their point of views and perspectives. I think again, like I said, it's you know, people like you that are going to help for lack of term, just educate people out there for the most part. Well, yeah. well, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, weird because um, I don't I don't FaceTime and this is what it feels like to me. Like, it's awkward. <laughs> Once I see a recording, I'm like, it's a little weird. But uh, no, it was, it was nice to uh, be able to complain about things that I complain to myself on a daily basis and uh, hear other people's uh, thoughts about things and, and especially when it comes to fitness you know it's like I told y'all it's definitely something I'm passionate about you know as much as um, I come off of a, a brash asshole it's from you know it's it's with good intent really want to see things you know get better and people help people you know improve you know mentally physically spiritually all these things you know but uh no I really enjoyed it, it was, this was fun thanks guys yeah, no worries. Yeah, man, right. comes out and you have to put it on all your social media. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I think uh, uh, Jake and I will confer after this is over, but I think this is going to become a monthly thing, rotate out in and out trainers, maybe have, uh, rotate in and out uh, topics that we discuss, so it should be a good time. Um, so for all of those listening, so Jake in the future and our other two, uh, if, if you want to reach out to... We have Jake in the future, Charlie in the future, probably Rob in the future. Uh, if you want to find us uh, on social media, reach out to Ford Love Fit social media on Instagram. We are Ford Love of Fit. 
or if you uh, want to send us an email about uh, questions you might have that you want to address, uh, if you want to be our guest, we'll think about it. Um, <laughs> or if you have topics that you want discussed, uh, set, shoot us an email um, at the number four love of fit at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to get to me personally, my Instagram is not active anymore because y'all fuckers annoy me. Uh, but you can email me at blakeshealthandfitness at gmail.com. You can find me at SoberSwolePod on Instagram and then uh, Hank Joward and at SoberSwolePod on the Twitter machine. You can email me personally at jdhoward0211 at gmail.com. That's all I got. Gentlemen, how can the fine folks find you? If you so choose to let them. Yeah, I mean, I'm simple. Uh, like I said uh, earlier, uh, I'm on Instagram predominantly because that's the easiest thing for me. It's uh, char, yeah, at charmendo13, or uh, my business page is at God's Iron Fitness. So either or. <laughs> you don't need to find me. <laughs> Rob will find you. You'll find me. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking! Sorry, I think we talked. I think we talked over you, Rob. Did, we- did you say something? Uh, and I'm gonna start my OnlyFans, so y'all make sure to subscribe. I can see that right. Just, just pictures of a giant fucking arm. <laughs> and then in the caption, that's not an arm. Beating it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, this has been great. Honestly, when I put out a trailer for this, I think that You Don't Need to Find Me might be the trailer. If uh, yeah. completely out. That, that might be it. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. All right. Hey, thank you so much, guys, for joining. This has been a blast. This is definitely in my top three favorite episodes. The first still being fitness devices because I was very proud of my research on that one. I'm still very upset that people have listened to that. Um, yeah. anyway, say what? Mentally deficient. There we go. <laughs> All right. Everybody have a fantastic night. Uh, please forward this to your friends, family, loved ones, people you don't like. We do not care. Um, and until next time, stay fit. Hold on. I'm going to stop recording. <laughs>